You coming in, man? I'm do my best Ryan Nickel impression. Hey! I don't know. I can't <laughs> think of what he sounds like. <laughs> I can't either. Want another Coors? Let's uh, fucking open up your Hormel bag and hand me a Coors before you jump in that pool, buddy. <laughs> Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, you best, best get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 85. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, buddy? Uh, got another cold. The fucking is the worst. Different colds? Summer of my the life. Same cold. Uh, my UK AIDS went away. Oh. This is some fucking good old fashioned American AIDS. Are you sick or is it like allergies? Yeah, it's sick. This is like the last. Maybe the last or second to the last day of the cold. Because Sunday I got drunk, even though I was just had a super head cold. And one day I laid on the couch all day and didn't do shit. So when I was down in North Carolina on one of the days, we were walking around downtown. I must have been allergic to some some kind of pollen down there. Because when we were walking around outside, I would sneeze about every twenty five seconds. <laughs> and then once we got inside, I was fine. And then. Sure enough, walking around again, just start sneezing uncontrollably, and then when I was on the country and stuff, I didn't have any problems. Yeah, so it's like the overloaded city. Fucking maybe it's like city trees, all male, <laughs> male trees spitting out their juice. Nice, <laughs> right in your face. Yeah. <laughs> See, today is the fucking thirtieth of May, two thousand thirteen. Indeed, Fuck, dude, it's been done nothing but storm for like days, and it's like if you look at the forecast, next couple days, same shit terrible yeah well it's starting to get kind of hot and humid yeah and then it storms you're like oh that's nice yeah. <laughs> maybe to cool down a bit i think I we've guess. gone through that cycle about three times today <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> it's gone from sunny to thunderstorms to severe thunderstorm warning i snuck out of work at two o'clock because i had a three o'clock meeting but i needed to run the laws and i didn't want to <laughs> do it after work <laughs> i went into laws and it goddamn started raining so hard and i was in there you couldn't even fuck. My car's parked like 20 feet from the door. You couldn't even fucking see the thing out the door. It's like, this is garbage. I might hope I don't get fucking rained in at the lows and miss my 3 o'clock <laughs> meeting today. That would be fucking unfortunate. You come back with all these raindrops <laughs> yeah. spattered into Just your totally shirt. totally soaked, yeah, because I was wearing the same shit. Holds moisture for a while, so uh, it was rough, but mm-hmm. what are you going to do? So what the fuck you been up to in the hobby, buddy? Not much. It's been a while. Yeah. Been plugging away on my demons. I've been trying to get out to the to Barnaby's garage to one cut me out a pond section out of a piece of hardboard <laughs> for blood in the sun. I could do that here, you know. <laughs> uh, you have a electric and a you just zip it all up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. Talk to me. Talk to me when we're done here. And then t- to cut out the display board for the demons. I gotta get going on that. So oh, it's not even started yet, huh? No. It's is, that, not. is that a goal for bits? That is a goal for bits. Okay. Now I'm feeling a little bit behind the eight ball here. Yeah, it's what, three, three weeks? Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, fuck it. Who cares, dude? I know what the shape and what it's going to look like, but 
there's no flock on it, so I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Because <laughs> none of the bases have flocks, so uh, ooh. I'm not going to flock. You better get ready for, to make some motherfucking stalagmites, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was thinking about it. I'm going to have to make that out of epoxy sculpt or if I can do it out of foam. Why don't you just make like a handful of them that are like, you know, that you can what do you call it, cast, and just make a ton of them that way and glue that shit down to the fucking army base? Or are you going to try and magnetize the army no, base? Again? these are going to be big ones. Okay. Like Shard of the Herdstone size. <laughs> okay. Uh, so something like that, and then... Now is your big secret piece of terrain going to be on this beast? That's why you got that terrain made, right? Oh, uh, no. From the wench? So it turns out this secret piece of terrain I had made is exceeded the functional dimensions I provided to the wench. <laughs> so it's going to be turned into a board at Wapaka. Uh, I've discussed it with Bear. The Raj board? <laughs> yeah, there'll be nice. a Cthulhu-style board at Wapaka. Okay. With terrain made by a very Rogerian hand. <laughs> <laughs> and one wench. <laughs> and, and a wench. Yeah, I got all the horrors converted. They're primed. Just got to start painting, actually painting those. Okay. And then my two... Herald models actually just finished the one before I came over today, so they just have to be based. Yeah, and then I'll be able to start painting them all. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, okay, got a game in against Butch. Really, some hot demon on demon action. Did you go over to the butcher shop or what? No, we went down to Galaxy. Okay, he wanted to play over there, and he offered a Topper's Pizza. Yeah. Oh, I, but, I used to get Papa Murphy's when I go there. <laughs> and, like, he he buys Guinness, and then I drink, like, six of the eight Guinness that he has. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking uh, drunk. We're trying to drum up actual players ah. of Warhammer Fantasy, so we did it down at the hobby shop. Yeah. And Weersby was there. Justin Weersby, you remember that can? The big one or the little the big, big one? one right? Yeah. He remembered, but she's pretty excited to see him, so. Oh, that's cool. There's a couple of those guys. We've been coming in pretty regularly, so we might get. You guys doing Wednesdays still? Oh, yeah. Warhammer Wednesdays. Too bad, bro. It's fucking volleyball Wednesdays. No. It's been that way for like a decade. Yeah. I got a little Reign of Chaos Retribution in that game. Oh, all that. really? Yeah, it was mainly just the first turn, Wait. but... Is this story going to end with Butcher beating you? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay. <laughs> but first turn, he goes, he rolls the Slanash attack. So the way the Reign of Chaos works when two demons are playing, you roll it every turn, and then, you know, if you get the attack one, it'll hit, hit the entire enemy army regardless of their alignment, and then your own stuff, possibly. So yeah. he rolled the Slanash, which is a... Leadership check on three dice, and he rolls, he hit his Skull Crushers, my Skull Cannon, my Great Unclean One, Plague Drones, Unit of Furies. And those are on sixes, right? Yeah, he, he rolled this many sixes. <laughs> These are sixes and a, dice? <laughs> yeah, my Unit of Zinch Horrors with my guys in there, and the Unit of Plague. He hit like six or seven of them on sixes. Killed the Fury unit outright because I didn't have it within 18 of my general. <laughs> and then put put three wounds on the, the fucking great unclean one for his turn. God damn it. <laughs> Don't need that shit to start the game. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty pretty good game. He runs primarily Nurgle. And he got to see the Skull Cannons in action, which no, they, they didn't actually too. do that much. He kind of put him on the back foot because he didn't have any good answers for him except his own Skull Cannons. Uh, he, yeah. So, I don't know. I got to see the Slanash Chariots. 
Total right, shit. Chart. Yeah. Strength four. <laughs> what chariot is strength four now? I think... Uh, I can't think of any except the Tomb Kings. Even the Gabo chariots are strength five. Eric Lindley was talking about, like, they're kind of shit. You have to charge them in with other things when, when we Even did the that, like, review. Is anyone afraid of D6 strength four hits? No. <laughs> no. And they don't even have armor save either. They have a six plus armor save. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that kind of shit. How many points are those bad boys? Uh, like a hundred and something. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, at least one the razor gore. Maybe. At least the razor gore chariot has one up on something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For a while, I was thinking, yeah, I could do like a Nurgle theme, and then I have the two skull cannons. I could take the two Zinch chariots, and then two Slanish chariots. So then I have a little bit of everything. And there's some chariot action going on, but. The slantish, yeah. <laughs> just too shitty, man. Yeah, sounds fair. Yeah, and then I saw this for the first time. I fucking flanked the plague drones, hit that shitty chariot, overran into the flank of his like twenty some plague bearers with his BSB. Well, I hit with the spirit leech, so he had like one wound left. Yeah, plague drones go in. Fucking kill that BSB, <laughs> kill a bunch of guys. He's down by six or seven. He's got one try, rolls a fucking snake eyes. Oh, so he gets all his Put them all back, <laughs> gets his, brings the BSB back. Oh, and then nice. The B starts rolling good, starts killing all the plague drones. <laughs> God damn it. But uh, despite these calamities, he was not able to overcome the Rajirian prowess <laughs> in the rest of the game. Okay. That was a good game. It's kind of weird, Demons on Demons, because nobody's going anywhere. So I was kind of playing against that. Slug it out. And yeah. Fucking it kind of puts you on the back foot. And no see one. who can roll more fucking five of port saves. And yeah. Well, we rolled a ton of fours. Yeah. So oh. we we're down to six plus. Yeah. Constantly. Sure. It was a fun game. That's about it for me, man. Any uh, bites on the Dogs of War? Yeah. We got a one bite so far with a very Italian-sounding name. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's from Italy. With the Italian look of, the, of those models, I could see where that would appear. Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Send him home. Yeah. Send him home, bro. Send it back to Italia. Back to the motherland. Oh, that's cool. So is he, you negotiating or are they sold? Uh, they are not sold yet. Okay. I've got some interest. So I checked out the picks. back and forth. I was like, oh, man, I fucking, I've been pooling my funds for Hastings Properties LLC. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, what's well, like 1500 bucks? I could buy this army off Raj. <laughs> yeah. And I almost backed out on it. Because, like, all the ninth edition rumors, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could uh, maybe... If they don't bring them back entirely, it'll at least be easier to make, like, an Empire army. Right. And if I could use yeah, ogres nice. in it or something... Sure. That'd give me part of the way there. But then I even then think I'm like, well, I still don't want to paint any more models or anything, yeah. so... Despite the fact that it's... I mean, it's a pretty cool theme, and... In terms of models, you could pretty much do whatever you want as long as you don't mind putting like puffy sleeves on them. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you could do up those orcs you wanted to do. I think that meant dropping the slayers, right? Which was the yeah, point for point. You could just take dwarf crossbowmen. And yeah, it would be a better buy than those orcs. Okay, the, the armored orcs. Yeah, <laughs> rogue nug. <laughs> okay, well at least you got some fucking nips on that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. See if it goes anywhere. I don't know. What have you been up to? Well, I finished. Oh, it was a while ago. It must have been a while since we recorded, but I finished uh, Orctonian number four, the fucking yellow and white guy. There's a blog post on him. He turned out super cool. I really like how that yellow and white looked against the green skin and looked pretty badass. I was really happy mm-hmm. with that. I'm almost done painting Orctonian number five's boar. Oh, wow. So uh, I would be, except I've been trying to focus on uh, the bull ogres, trying to get those bros done for the North Star. So I've been painting the bull ogre unit champion, 
uh, the ogre unit. Mm-hmm. The fucking do with two hand weapons based off the old metal doom bowl. Coming along, I've actually been having kind of a bit of fun with them. I got bogged down doing the skin. The skin took like, I think it was almost seven hours and I did seven layers on it. And it was black and gray tones. So uh, at the beginning, it was like an hour and 15 minutes per layer. And by the end, it was like 45 minutes per layer. Yeah, it's better up. Yeah. Just well, the surface area there. It's always like that, yeah. Because, you, you know, it just gets a little faster as you go along because you're painting less. So it's interesting to note that. But, he's you know, he's a bigger model than the rest of the guys, so... It's coming along. Though. I should have him done in a few days. I would have had him done over the weekend, but instead of fucking doing... I did no modeling, no anything, but getting drunk all Memorial Day weekend, so... It's three days. Yeah. I had... I was all... Like, beforehand, I was fucking stoked, bro. Like, I'm gonna get so much done. It's gonna be great. And then, like, Friday, someone's like, Hey, bro, you wanna go to Goose? Like, fucking A, I do. And then at noon on Saturday, Ginger had this pinup girl contest, and it was a hot rod rally, so I actually mm-hmm. got my hot rod out and fucking went down there. But... Go there at noon with an 18-pack of PBRs. <laughs> Tell me how that's going to go. And then we did tacos and tequilas at 3, so fuck, just a mess. Mm-hmm. And then Japanese food was like 6 o'clock, and I was fucking just in raw shape. And then Sunday, it was like 4 o'clock was Surely, a Surely, that must be a day of recovery. Nah, uh, fucking 4 o'clock, like Memorial Day barbecue, bro. Bring some beers. <laughs> <laughs> like a six-pack of fucking oh-so-rusty reds, and then like tw- uh, 12 or PBRs. Fucking <laughs> went over there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fun, though. I had the hot run on all weekend, and Monday I was so sick I couldn't move off the fucking couch. <laughs> uh, Sounds like you got out there for that barbecue. Yeah. I sh- uh, it was fucking rough, but anyways, point was no modeling, even though I had tons of time. Well, for my Memorial Day weekend, yeah, I flew down to North Carolina. Holy shit. At my buddy's wedding down there, and luckily enough... Mr. Brawlhammer himself, Eric Lindley, had a <laughs> Friday off that coincided with a short amount of time I could get away yeah. from from the wedding stuff. So if I could pick me up bright and early Friday, <laughs> took me back to to the Lindley the Lindley Lodge. Did he pick you up in his fuck cop car or what? No. Uh, it was like an F-350 or oh, some nice. kind of big old truck. Big fucking hillbilly mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And then went back to his place, picked up his these massive four-wheelers. Yeah. Like an 800-pound one and like a 1,000-pound one. And then fucking took me out on the trail. I'd never done anything like that before. And I have to say, it's a it, blast. Was, <laughs> it was quite entertaining, quite fun. Did you get the videos up on YouTube yet or what? Uh, well, I could put that up there, I yeah. guess. I could have some video and some pics yeah. of me and my, my hillabilly. <laughs> I wore shorts. I didn't wear proper mud attire. <laughs> so I got these shorts with these big mud boots <laughs> and then like a shirt and jacket yeah. provided by Lily. It was awesome. Those four wheelers. You can take that thing anywhere. Yeah. Four wheeler. I have some experience with that. Solid, solid built contraption. Yeah. <laughs> Been a blast. Maybe I'll buy some land, bro. Once Hastings properties really takes off. I can only assume like the skull cannon is like the Warhammer equivalent. <laughs> like four wheeler. It's versatile, goes anywhere. Vers- goes anywhere. <laughs> Come on a hard to get rid of. Mount a cannon on it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. He Whoa. said if you go down there for Brawler Bash, you'll find a third four wheeler for you. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is bro? That's uh that's already happened this year, right? Yeah, it's like a week or two before Adepticon. And it actually had a pretty huge turnout. Yeah, that's what I heard. The high 70s, 3,000 points using a VP system where you get victory points for what you kill. And then, so it's kind of like Raj Podge. But you get victory points for what you kill, not the difference. So 
Um, uh, and so then there's like bonuses on top of that. Sure. So you get up to like about 5,000 points per game. Yeah. So he says really interesting because you had to play a couple test games with that system to try to wrap your head around it because there's no absolutely no point to like turtling or sitting back. Yeah. Like if <laughs> you, you can trade, up there. if you can trade 300 points for 200 points in the system, it's a good deal. Your only concern is, could you trade this 300 for something else worth more? Yeah. <laughs> but if you can't, just throw it in. So Right, because it really doesn't matter if all your shit dies as long as all their shit died and you got bonuses. You can. Yeah. So he did really well. I think he was like top 10. Oh, really? He went 4-1. and one, cool. And then he was playing the Slanish Demons and really maneuverable, really speedy, catching a lot of people out. Sure. So he had a lot of fun. And, yeah, he said the practice games really helped out in that system. Okay. Get him in that mindset. But the Bull City Wargaming podcast crew run that event now because that used to be him. But tractor motherfuckers from all over the south <laughs> and the east coast. Perhaps the fucking Nort next year. <laughs> yeah. Get out there, man. He's got a camper on his front lawn. We'll fucking crash in there. Stand around in our fucking whitey tighties. <laughs> <laughs> it's that real iconic picture of Brian Cranston from fucking... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be us, bro. That'd be awesome. We yeah. should get like a Warhammer camper like that. Oh, you could rent one and just rock it down there. Uh, if we get a couple of the bros. Just to buy a really shitty one. Yeah, that that's actually fair. <laughs> that leaves us abandoned heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we just camp in every parking lot from here to yeah. four. Plus, we can make meth in it. Uh, yeah. Like a cash on the way down <laughs> nice although if for the entire trip you'd be subjugated to yo mr white <laughs> yo mr white yeah. yo i'm out we gotta cook man <laughs> i can't do it dude <laughs> yo tuco there's gonna be a point where i just stop and put my gun at your face and say get the fuck out of this thing you motherfucker <laughs> uh, let me finish up what i've been working uh, on here yeah. so i've been doing two other man eaters that i'm gonna need for is that all the man eaters that's the ones I'm going to need for North Star. So there's a standard and a rank and file, bro. So I've been having just a blast like doing the conversion and the sculpting on those. And then any extra putty that I had, I've been working on the fifth Reichland Ogre <laughs> just so I don't waste the putty. I did a banner. I thought I saw block. him on the, yeah, on the block. On the, <laughs> the, yeah, the block there. Uh, it's been really perturbing me that I have like several hundred dollars in models sitting there just fucking taking up space for years. So try and at least do a little bit on them every time I do something and hopefully eventually they'll be gone. But put up a blog on the, I did a custom banner on the Bull Ogre, Man Eater, Unit Standard Bearer. So just a post on how I make those custom banners. Mm-hmm. A couple other ones that I've done. There's a BSB for uh, the Bull Ogre Army. Yep. BSBs. That. And that, that's the method I use back yeah. in 05 for all the DOW banners. Yep. That I works use well. pens to get bigger waves. Yeah. I got little waves. Yeah. So for I this got... one, I went really wavy, but sometimes I would use like big markers. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Orctonian BSB, well, there's just a few small waves in it. So I'd use just bigger yeah, things. Most banners are like a big wave in the middle. Yeah. A secondary wave and possibly a tertiary wave <laughs> on the very edge. <laughs> so, that's, uh, that's a cool post. So a lot of people have questioned that over the years. And uh, yeah, so check it out on uh, youmagnificentbastards.com. Other than that, I've been wrapped up in the fucking vicious world of fucking real estate, bro. <laughs> yeah, the cutthroat, yeah, cutthroat I got, business. I've put in three bids now on some properties. I got some negotiations going. That could be long. 
If anybody would accept my lowball offer, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Hastings property shit would take off, but it shouldn't be too long. I do want to give yeah, a... Just what's throw that? it out there. I mean, oh, yeah. you got all the time in the world. Uh, yeah, I got the money, so I'm just negotiating. Yeah, and, and it's impossible to sell some of the stuff that I'm trying to buy. So I mean, we're talking like 12-unit buildings and 6-unit buildings. So people have to be responsible, have a lot of money saved up, and be able to get a commercial loan which is way different than a residential loan, it turns out, just to get involved in this shit. So the the buyer market is pretty fucking small. So, But uh, when we were at South Coast, Chris came over and gave me like a handful of, or at least a couple Element Games dice. And yep, then, I got a couple too. And catching up on podcasts, and I was listening to the one with him and Russ Veal, you know, the Black Sun, mm-hmm. and... Uh, he was talking about like the tutorials and shit on Element Games, so I was checking that out this week. And it, like, if you're into airbrushing or anything like that, I would definitely check that out because uh, there's some cool tutorials on there, and they even sell airbrushes. Um, mm-hmm. and they're in the UK, which probably ain't gonna work for us, but it's elementgames.co.uk. It's cool stuff, and I'm kind of stoked to start some kind of new army now where I can do a lot of airbrushing and mm-hmm. just work on something different. Because a bit inspired by like all the dusting and spraying that you did on uh, the fucking Demon Army. I'm I've been just looking for something different, man. I'm sick of fucking grinding out all this shit with a brush. Just Obviously, there'd mm-hmm. still be a lot of brush work, but I don't know. I'm looking for something new. So I found that really interesting and, and well done. So check that shit out. You been fucking watching or reading anything cool? Went through the new Arrested Development on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I started watching it. Joe, so you've seen all those? I'm not really a fan. Ginger's a fan, but we started watching the latest season that's on. Uh, uh, I think you probably it's on Netflix, enjoy right? it a lot. So, you, have you seen like seasons one and two and three? I've seen a handful of them, mm. and it, it's all right. Those are ones it's you want to watch click. back to back. Yeah, because they it's like in jokes layered upon in jokes. Uh, okay, <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. So it's pretty good. The first episode was kind of nostalgic, really funny, and yeah. then I don't know, it gets through okay. <laughs> And then there's a good Job episode. Yeah. This season's really different from all the prior ones, where each episode would primarily focus on Michael and mix in between (laughs) all the different characters, so you got a little bit of all of them in each episode. Yeah. In the new season, they kind of focus each episode on a different character, and some episodes you don't even see some of the cast members. Sure. But it's cool because the timeline continues, so... Doing it that way, they can go back and show you what this character's been doing for, like, the last five years, yeah. which is kind of interesting. <laughs> and then towards the end of the season, like, the last three and four episodes are really funny and really okay. good. And the story hooks start resolving themselves and all this stuff. You're not quite sure what's going on yeah. is revealed, and <laughs> it's quite hilarious. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's about it. I haven't been doing too much painting or modeling, so I haven't been soaking up much else. Okay. Well, I like I said, I started watching the, the latest season of Arrested Development there, but not really clicking. Been watching. There's a show called Pram Face, and it's on Hulu, but it's really good. It's an English show about this fucking chick who's like 18 who bangs a 16-year-old dude and gets knocked up just as she's supposed to go off to university. And then <laughs> like all the trials and tribulations they had. But that's a pretty good show. I'm in like the second season now, and I recommend that. It's just entertaining. Plus, there's a bunch of fucking cute chicks on it. So <laughs> still watching The X-Files. I'm on season two of that. And that fucking show just keeps getting better and better. Fucking love that show. Truth now. is out there, 
John. Yeah, I'm a real Mulder type bro. <laughs> Except Mulder gets in a lot of scraps and beats a lot of fucking people up. He always right. to, whoever he's fucking like some dude will try and like sneak up on him and bust his ass, but Mulder will end up somehow with the dude pinned on his face and his hands tied up behind his back. The dude's a fucking ass kicker too, so it's pretty cool. He's in the FBI, dude. Yeah, turns out he's got some fucking solid training there. Still cranking through the Wonder Years as well. That's the evening one because Ginger don't like watching all the X Files before bed because then she's too anxious <laughs> to sleep. So they have to watch something chill. Been watching Wonder Years. It's pretty good. I did go on a a fucking Mexican gangster movie spree. Watch some of like the old classics, like American Me is one of them, mm-hmm. and then Blood In Blood Out and Blood In Blood Out is such a fucking good movie. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. Just reminds me of like some of the people I knew growing up as a kid and. Is that on Netflix? No, it's not. You can see American Me on there, but American Me isn't as good of a movie. But they have a very similar plot. Mm-hmm. But like, they both include one white dude who ends up with a fucking plastic or a wooden leg. It's <laughs> <laughs> like kind of weird, but uh, Blood and Blood Out is fucking great. If you haven't seen that, definitely check it out, dude. Solid movie. Mm-hmm. After I finished reading 1984, which was just a goddamn good book, I read Animal Farm. I went on an Orwell kick there, so I read Animal Farm. It was what are possible? Yeah. <laughs> Orwellian futures. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know all about the animals and shit. But really, what he did is he took like one idea from 1984 and just extrapolated on it in the whole book, Animal Farm, and that was pretty good. But I mean, it's only 120, 130 pages, yeah, so whatever. Read. Quick read, but yeah, it's good. If you haven't read it, I recommend it. But yeah, that's about it for that kind of shit. You said you're not ready for bits yet. I'm all fucking ready for bits. Got my shitty terrain done. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that you're stoked? I would say I'm I'm stoked up, bro. <laughs> Looking forward nice. to that. I was talking to Butch. She's coming to North Star. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, that's cool. I'm sure he's not going to room with us. I wonder uh, if he talked to Old Man Wealthy into coming. He probably doesn't know what he's getting into, but he's having <laughs> in, a, in his mind he'll ride up with us and crash with us. So <laughs> oh, I want to stay with, well, the, other with the other bros yeah. at the party. It would save us probably like fucking 60 bucks each to yeah. have him in the room, but... I don't know. Golden opportunity to annoy the old coot. <laughs> uh, that bro might fucking snap on us. <laughs> then you never know. Operation Iraqi Freedom on our ass. <laughs> <laughs> fucking early 90s, bro. See, we missed Midwest Rampage. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but... Looks like Sloboda pulled it out again. Yeah? I was fucking... I'm the defending champion for that, so I fucking mm. gave up my spot from last year. Yeah, Sloboda's won a previous Rampage. Yeah. That makes him tied with me for a number of Rampages won, <laughs> which is two. <laughs> <laughs> As it was going on, I was like, man, I really wish I would have fucking went, but then in the evenings, I'm like, dude, I'm glad I'm home and not completely fucking wasted mm-hmm. somewhere else rather than here, because... Yeah. But I did miss fucking miss going to that said miss the domus the mcclure yeah the rest of the gang all the antics that go down and see invasion kenosha's coming up yeah the fucking you thing interested about- in that i was thinking about it but i think it's the week before raj yeah. podge isn't it i'm not speaking of that we'll have some details <laughs> about the raj podge well, towards the end of this cast yeah let's take a fucking break all right We recording this shit? Yeah, we're recording. All right, so we got a fucking extra special guest, Ryan Nickel. Shalom, brother. What's <laughs> up, gentlemen? 
Thanks for having me at, on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, the famous at Lord Barian on Twitter. Famous, <laughs> Mark Wildman's better half in the team tournament. <laughs> oh, yep. what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, just hobbing it up as I can. Well, we're going to talk about Corn Demon specifically, but... I mean, so your two main armies that I'm aware of are demons and high elves. So you got a double whammy here yeah. within eight weeks, two new books. <laughs> the old agreement of 50 bucks a month, you know, on GW stuff has been thrown out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even buy anything on that agreement. No, anymore. This, is a, this is a once in a decade event here. <laughs> I got to save up, but it hasn't been giving me enough time. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty nuts. Like two, three months I've gotten two new books about, so... <laughs> yeah, it's been strapped. It's been hurting the bill, bill pocketbook, but it's been exciting. So, well, well, that fucking Hormel money going to a good cause here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, new, fin- just finished the second quarter, so hoping hoping to get another big bonus, and I can start spending some more money. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Company's doing well then, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, people got to yeah, eat. Okay. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> people like hogs. <laughs> that's right. So if you do make it to bits, are you bringing? The high elves or the demons? Well, I tossed that one around for quite a while, actually. I, I wanted to bring the high elves because they're my first and favorite army. Uh, <laughs> but I put a lot of work into um, my new Soul Grinder conversion and a lot of money for that <laughs> for that matter. <laughs> so in order to, for, you know, to force myself to paint it up before I get cra- you know, cracked on some of the new high elf stuff, I, I submitted a list with uh, all corn demons with the Soul Grinder. So. Oh, excellent. Holy shit. Yep. Hello, demon in arms. There's actually quite a few demons, as I recall, showing up for a bit. Yeah, it was like the like fourth largest number or something, or tied for fourth or something, I think. Fucking hell. I think I've only played demons once, and that was Chippy Rick's demons when we were in, in, in the UK there, so... Better get ready, John. <laughs> it's going to be fucking Bastard and Raj, top table, <laughs> round five. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be all Nurgle with Death Army then, huh, Johnny? Uh, <laughs> yeah, preferably. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Jacorn Demons. You had some awesome success with them previously. And so how, I guess, what events have you played in with them since the book came out? It's not been too long ago, but have you played like at uh, oh, Adepticon? Since, uh, since the new book? Yeah, since the new book. Yeah, I played it. I played them at Adepticon. I think that's really the only event that I've been able to get to. I played them at a small three-game tournament at the uh, bunker here in Chicago, too. Um, yeah, it's only been a few months, so. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a bunch of test games in and everything. So as far as corn goes, you know, they've taken some some nerves. I guess what do you like about the new book? In general, uh, I think the book's pretty well balanced. I think it's got a lot to offer, a lot of different varieties. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think, you know, that kind of hurts the demons overall, but is kind of a cool kind of fluff thing is the, the fact that, you know, you can't, can't join units, which you couldn't before, but you can't use the general's leadership or BSB unless you are the same mark. Which I think, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. It makes you know encourages not necessarily mono god or you know mono theme, but um, at least a majority theme. Which yeah, I, think is cool. I agree. And most of the time, it doesn't matter. But there, if you do have to take a leadership check for those uh, <laughs> non-aligned units, that's pretty rough. Well, yeah, it doesn't come up too often. But like lower death snipes <laughs> could be brutal if you're running Zinch heralds. And everything else is Nurgle, like me. Yeah, Leadership 8. 
Yeah. Just stuff like that. Yeah, I, it really it really encourages mono god plus two skill cannon build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The, the number of times at a Deathcon that I got asked. Well, I only ran one at a Deathcon. I the number of times I got asked, "Hey, uh, where's your where's your skull cannon? Or you're missing a skull cannon? Or you know, <laughs> it was it was a lot. I, I think I might have been the only or one of the only two people there that were playing demons that didn't have two of them. But yeah, I mean, the the book uh, for for as far as corn goes, you mentioned they kind of got nerfed. Yeah, I mean overall. I used to run a big unit of Blood Crushers, which is like my favorite unit. Six of them, mm-hmm. the BSB, and you know they used to be my oh man, they just used, used to go through anything uh, with hatreds. Two strength six attacks from all the riders, two strength five from the the juggernauts, all mm-hmm. going blow. I, that unit just used to just tear stuff up, and and now the riders not only losing two strength, but also an attack just really just made them. Yeah. You can't run a big block of them anymore. It's just not worth it. I still try to get them into my list, you know, in, in unit three, just because you know three wounds, three attacks from the juggernaut is still pretty good, but mm-hmm. not having that strength six to pop armor is, is hurts pretty pretty good. I think the scaly skins a nice little bonus. I mean, it doesn't come you don't you don't get it very often, but having a six plus five six, you know. You save you save a couple on that first roll before you get to your ward saves, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, people forget that plague drones have a six plus armor save because <laughs> they're cavalry. So against strength three stuff, I got to open up Noblar shooting stuff attacks with it. It helps. So for core, let's talk about blood letters. So up a couple points, down a permanent strength. Ouch. But temporary strength five. <laughs> so I mean, I think you ran like a forty-ish unit and like a ten. Is that still? Yeah. I guess before, you would well exceed your core limit because they're one of the best troops in the book. So now do you find yourself just taking 600, 600 points worth of blood letters uh, in some configuration? No. And then moving I still, on? I still bring quite a bit of core. I still th- I still bring that big unit at like 39 with a character. I've actually increased the number of that second unit. Usually I'm running it at about 18, like 3 by 6 mm-hmm. um, just to you know give it a little more staying power. But... You know, when you talk about blood letters, I think you also got to add in that herald because before it was, you know, a herald was a hundred point upgrade to give him hatred, and it, you know, it was almost a prerequisite just to throw one in there, just to, you know, really make him shine. And you know, the herald moving up to one hundred and seventy five to give him hatred, just <laughs> oh, it can't really protect that herald either. No, yeah, the. That's one of the main problems for me with the book is a lack of defense for any of the hero options and pretty much the the greater demon options as well. I mean, you're really just... You could take a gift and you have a one in six chance of a two-up armor exactly. is basically yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, not to change the subject off of blood letters or whatever, but to, to go on that point, uh-huh. I think that was the big failing of this book was, okay, you can give us random gifts, that's fine, but you've given us you know the option to switch to a 25-point magic weapon. I think it should just yeah. been like switch to a 25 or 50-point item from the book. That, you know, that would have they, helped out as well. Like, you know, you're looking for heralds. No scrolls in the army anymore. Herald of Zinch. Like, a 25 point, okay, the Herald of Zinch can also take something from the arcane item list. Boom. You know, like... I don't know. You have to wonder, I mean, did they take a Zinch herald? Because they would, they would know that there's no point in taking a random gift because they're all combat focused. Exactly, yeah. But, yeah, uh, when, I, you, when I've been running my blood letters, like I said, 39, usually I've still been sticking with the Herald of, of Hatred with the Horde. I tried a couple times um, at that first tournament I ran with them. I tried the Herald with Frenzy, and rather than running a big Horde, I ran, like, a block of 30, you know, 6 by 5 Mm-hmm. 
And How did that go? It went pretty well. I didn't really get busted on the frenzy too often. Um, I had two units of Furies that kind of helped me not to overrun the wrong areas, but I ha- I, but that's not how I wanted to use my Furies. You know, I wanted to use them to block up other people. Even though I'm unbreakable, you know, I, I'd like to avoid taking those instability checks as often as I can because you never know when that double six is going to rear its ugly head. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been the, the victim of the oh, double yeah. six? Actually, oh. just last week was the first really <laughs> bad time I... Opening game, I got charged by a bus of Black Knights, 14 Black Knights and two characters or something like that, and I lost the combat by one and mm-hmm. rolled a double seven. 28 blood letters in my Herald all disappeared. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, God. Because, I mean, that, that combat, like, I wanted that charge. You know, he charged me with his Black Knights. Like, that's a great matchup for my Horde, killing blow. But, <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, oh, stick them here. I'll, I'll probably win the next combat after they're not charging. Nope. Lost by one, and then rolled a double six. And it made me really wish that I started taking a BSB. I was about to ask you that. Where the fuck was your uh, BSB, buddy? I think you gotta. Yeah, I think I, I have it yet. But I think I got one I'm converting up right now that I got to get painted and start using. That double six wasn't in there. You could get away with it. But yep. I've yeah. rolled plenty of double sixes, but I've always had the BSB nearby to re-roll. Well, in tournaments, you can mitigate that with a tournament re-roll. But then, you know, you're saving that motherfucker for that just in case, which is fair. You yeah, know, oh, yeah, happen. definitely. I've also been in, you know, the, the bonus of the double ones as well. That first tournament I was at, my horde, I got kind of led by the frenzy. It wasn't too bad, but because they still have to charge me in the front. But he was able to get corn warriors with halberds, corn knights all into my front. And it was a turn that I had a six plus ward save. Uh. <laughs> so I really just, I think of my 40 went down to like 15 and my herald died. So I lost by quite a bit. Boom, double ones, my 40 goes back to 40, my Herald comes back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but it, it doesn't happen too often. But when it does, it's kind of crazy either one one way or the other. Okay. So for the blood letters, I mean, do you think it's worth taking that Herald that's 160-some points to give him hatred or 170? Because you yeah. can get like 12 or 13 more blood letters instead of that guy. What's your take on that? Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I guess maybe, you know, old the old ways are dying hard for me. <laughs> I, I still bring the the hatred guy in that unit. Um, I got the banner of swiftness on him. So with the two furies, I really make sure that I I get the charge on something important. And the herald sits on the end of that cord, so a lot of times I can actually keep him out of combat. Okay, so do you give him a chaos gift at all, either? Or yeah, I've I've been debating about dropping him though. Like for a death gun, I tried two twenty five pointers, um, and basically it was just to go for like either you know the ASF or the multi wounds. That's the best one. Yeah, <laughs> but I found that that wasn't like most of the times those those fifty points weren't really that useful. A lot of times I was switching to the plus one strength killing blow. You know he's already got killing blow. He's already yeah. five or six on the charge. So I I swapped it. I said you know what I'm gonna give a go for the fifty point and just hope for that two plus armor save. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I feel like that's actually been been working out better for me. I've I've rolled the armor save a couple of times, but I've also done the no armor save sword. So if I do go into something like a skull crusher unit or Mornfang or something, it's just basically I'm doing three no saves. I mean I'm hitting on threes rerollable, and a lot of times strength six or strength five, I'm wounding on twos or threes. So a lot of times mm-hmm. I'll just put I'll put down a demigriff, I'll put down a Mornfang in one you know one turn. 
which has been kind of nice, and that not even give him any saves at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then that dude is... Yeah, he's 220. 210 points, or 220. Because <laughs> I think it's a 75-point upgrade for that hatred. Oh, um, Holy shit. Yeah, it is 75. It's freaking base. Yeah, You used to get nuts. it for 100. Uh-huh. Oh, darn. <laughs> I'm not feeling too bad for you, fucker. And that's, what, that's the thing about the new D-Bucks. It's like it, the demons, it used to be the demons were really strong, and you know yeah. now they're still strong. Like Before, I could I could get charged, or they could charge me, and they'd do just as, as much damage. But now I really got to play a little differently and try to get the charge off with all my units. Sure, yeah, for the corn stuff. It's a bit difficult when you're frenzied, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've kind of gone away from the friends yet. It was all right, you know, like for that small unit, it still pumped out a lot of attacks, but a lot of times they either get drawn off or it's just the risk is, the risk for a reward is just not there. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I probably wouldn't go with the Corn Heralds on foot, <laughs> but I think on the Crusher, so let's maybe talk about the Blood Crushers a little bit more. So an extra wound, uh, but they lost a lot of hitting power. So how do you run the, the Crushers? Um, what size? I've been I've been running them in a unit of three based on where I've I've been able to find points because to talk to you real quick about my list it's usually a demon prince and a herald of corn um, two units of ambushing flesh hounds uh, a horde of bloodletters a smaller eighteen man unit of bloodletters two units of corn furies and that's about it and you know in like a twenty two hundred twenty four hundred point level so wow to, to then oh excuse me plus the the three crushers and usually I'll just I have them in there to extra standard for fortitude missions sometimes I'll even spend the ten points for the the champion upgrade because you know, the champion used to cost 20 points, and I feel like I'm getting a, getting a steal for 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have that option to challenge and, and do some other things like that. So well, It sounds like a list that would be hard to get points off of because it's all rested in the bigger units, you know, so... Yeah, the way I run that board, it, it with the character in there, it ends up being like eight, nine hundred points for that one unit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's freaking, it's it's a big point thing, but yeah, like you said, unless I roll double sixes like or something, it's it's tough to grind them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, so you haven't been running a herald on a jugger? Yeah, I, I used to all the time, but I haven't been recently because I think that go ahead. that'd be solid. Yeah, I mean, you, you're looking at, what's that make it a 4-plus armor save, 3 Gives them an extra wound, 4-plus armor. Um, it's only an extra 50 points. I mean, that's as survivable as any of the heralds are going to get. I mean, if you have a big enough unit of juggers, you can get a lookout, sir. But even on its own, that's like a nasty little dude. He's got six strength 6 attacks without anything else. Yeah, on the charge. Oh, yeah. On the charge between the jugger and him, so... Definitely. I haven't tried it yet because I used to... I actually... I don't even know if I have a Herald and a Juggernaut model besides my BSB. I've been trying to keep my character points as low as I can because I feel like for what you get now, I just don't know if I want to spend too much on character points. And I've always wanted that one with the hatred or something in my horde, but... Now that you mentioned it, you know, that, that might be something that I could try in, like, a unit of five just to get that lookout serve for that first cannonball or two. <laughs> um, yeah, if you gotta want to work the BSB in there, I think that's probably survivable he's, he's going to get. Yeah, and I think, you know, the hatred and the frenzy, you know, that's kind of optional on that mounted guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the juggers would be solid little unit, an extra attack for the guys and the mounts, I believe. Not totally sure how that works, but... Yeah, that was one thing that was new to this book is that the locus applies to the unit Whereas before, oh, yeah, yeah. it was just blood letters or blood reapers. So the guys riding the juggernauts or used to get the, the rolls. Used to get the hatred. Like you used to not get the hatred with the actual mounts 
but now it applies to the unit, so I would assume, based on that description, <laughs> that the juggernauts would get the friends. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, so. I think so. Now that you remind me about that. Yeah. So... Yeah, not the best monsters, Cap, but decent nonetheless. I think probably the best way to run that corn characters, probably in my opinion. Yeah, the nice thing about our monsters, Cap, opposed to anybody else's, is they do have that five plus ward save for cannonballs, bolt <laughs> throwers, or something. You know, you only get the four plus armor save, but do they have three wounds now? They got three wounds. Three now, okay. yeah, yeah. sixty five points. But they used to be pretty hard hitting. Yeah. With the strength six riders, they can't take a fifty point magic banner as well. I think that's the only unit in the book that can do that. Oh, really? no, the, no yes, units or anything can take that. Uh, like the drones and the steeds of Slanish seekers can take a twenty five point. Well, the crushers are the only one with a fifty. Wow. So you could put a war banner in there, or I don't know what the fuck else you'd put in there. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I ran a unit of four at that first tournament with the razor stand. Actually, oh yeah, armor piercing. Yeah, so they were yeah. either strength six on the charge, armor piercing, so minus four, or they were strength five, armor piercing, so minus three, which was nice when I I got the right charges off, but um, it was it seemed like a lot of points when they already got pretty <laughs> high strength, but. Mm-hmm. How many points is that one? Forty-five. 45 oh shit! Yeah, okay. I was thinking it was like ten. Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Well, guess a lot of stuff. <laughs> it'll be useless, but the demons don't really have a good answer for armor save stuff. It, you know, if he's not going to take Lord Metal, that is probably the best it's going to get. Yeah, that's, that, that was my issue. Is you know, you're running all corn. All right, what do I what do I got to take on Demi's or Skull Crushers or you know like losing that strength five all the time like it, I don't kill them on the charge strength four they're gonna have a two plus all day like huh you know it's just. <laughs> So that was my idea, was they were going to be my unit that would go after some of those units. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I didn't really face them in that tournament, and then after that I, I had dropped it. So, well, One thing you could do is if uh, you put the BSB in the unit, I mean, it's not really worth giving him a gift, so you could give that fucker the Razor Banner, so your your big Bloodletter unit would have it. That could be Strength 5 plus maybe minus 3 on the charge with your with your big unit there. Yeah, That's an idea. Well, can they? Can the the bloodletters can't take that big of a banner, can they? No, but yeah, if you take me. a PSB, if you don't take any gifts, then he can take a banner from the book, a, a magic banner. Okay. Yeah. So I've actually on my BSB, I've been taking since you know I run Nurgle, but I found even the Fencer's Blades on the Nurgle Herald isn't really enough defense, so I don't bother. And then I've been taking a standard of discipline or the magic resistance one banner and then i can stack two magic banners in one unit but if you're going corn yeah you could take a razor banner now that i think about it i could do that with my <laughs> plague bearers as well yeah that yeah. might it's plague bearers strength four naturally right yeah so it'd be minus two all the time that's, that's decent yeah it's better than nothing i guess <laughs> i've actually i've actually played around with the standard of discipline i usually run that that demon prince which got a real big boost um in this book um not only going down in points but you know, getting a boost in a lot of different stats. Um, but having that leadership 9, 18 inches with the large target has been nice. But eventually, you know, like, like my small unit, I've gone with the standard of discipline or the gleaming pennant, actually, just because they usually end up on their own. And oh, sure. I've, I've had to, you know, take break checks. Just just being able to have that one reroll for if you really roll terribly, that's yeah, pretty nice. that is a solid choice. Like, and for five points, yeah. you got it left over. So for the flesh hounds, do you... You think they got better with the ambush option? I mean, they're, they're a little cheaper. Yeah, they too. they got cheaper. Um, they they also you know lost that strength five all the time. But with them, when I'm ambushing them, I'm almost always getting the charge off. So so you've been taking a unit or two? I've been taking two units because I I feel like the two units has really helped with the the averages. Like I can count on one coming up on turn two. 
Yeah, so uh, what are the – you come up on a 3-plus on turn 2? Is that what Ambush does? Yep. Okay, they, so you got two shots at a 3-plus. And unlike the, the terrible ambushing rules for Beastmen, I can come on the table for it <laughs> anywhere I want. Fuck off! It's actually – and like, I think there was a conversation on Twitter not too long ago about whether you're supposed to tell before or after deployment, whatever. I always tell my point, uh, right, right, these are ambushing flesh on because honestly, like so many games, people have been like, oh, ambushing flesh hounds, like they make more mistakes, I think, than anything based on yeah. deployment and they'll they'll leave their chaff behind to muck up my flesh hounds. It just makes them really think about it all the time during the game, which is kind of, which has been kind of nice, like a little, you know, mind, mind games with them. So that's fucking Jedi shit right yeah. there. I used to find that same thing with the Beastman ambush back when you'd pass it on a leadership test uh, in the old book and people fuck up their whole deployment phase just concerned that this shitty black of gores and ungores is going to pop up behind <laughs> yeah. them. You know? I, I remember playing yeah. you guys in that team tournament at Adepticon like 2009 and all of a sudden these freaking gore and ungore pop up behind us we're like, hey, they can do what? <laughs> yeah, it was the year we did the fucking the wild herd with the wild clan. <laughs> Gaven and Beast. Yep. Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, some time I ago. Even, I think that was the first time I met you guys. <laughs> Seems uh, ancient ago possibly. now. Yeah. <laughs> insane. So yeah, the flesh hounds the flesh hounds have been doing really well for me actually. I've really enjoyed it. I I first few times I've played with them as ambushing like first game I forgot till turn four against Brad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah and then after that I forgot I till turn three and then ever since then I've like I set them right in front of me on the back right on the back edge and like right next to my dice. So every time I look for dice I see them sitting by me, you know. Uh, <laughs> I nice. have to roll for them. Okay. For your furies, do you always upgrade them to corn? Yeah. I think it's a mandatory okay. type point. Just to get the leadership and the reroll. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times where you you'll move and then all of a sudden the next turn you gotta take a march test to move where you want to move. Yeah, you that's gonna be that main thing for me. If you're taking a march test on leadership too, you you just count on moving ten. They're just they might as well be hover. <laughs> you got, I mean, you gotta have them. I, that's the one thing in my deployment I always watch for is my furies are within eighteen inches of my general. You know, my my demon prince, like just to make sure that I'm gonna be able to march. Yeah, well, that sucks about playing corn is that slanish attack is really that's like probably the most brutal. Of the potential attacks, and you got to roll for all your corn shit. <laughs> so you definitely want your furies to be within general leadership yeah, range. one, or even the the snake. I mean, if I roll snake eyes, my furies are gone. You know, on average, yeah. on an average, on an average roll. You know, I roll a seven, mm-hmm. they're dead. You know, so because it's un- yeah. cause unmodified, which we all don't really understand what unmodified means anymore. But <laughs> I think it means that I can't use my general's leadership. So even if I'm with well. an agent, I'm you know I'm dead. So I think you can use your general's leadership now, right? Uh, the fact says for spells only. Oh fucking hell. Uh, that's a whole other... Yeah, the snake eyes are kind of screwed. You, you kind of need the BSB for that. If you have a BSB with a reroll, chances are at least one of those fuckers will still be alive after that. Right. So you have a unit of five. If you roll a six or less, one will be left. And, and one is pretty much as good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's almost uh, better just to have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Position them easier. You can fly okay. further, you know, sometimes. And I guess the one was even actually better before when if you had one left and then they died from crumbling, they couldn't overrun. So you like, you set them in front of a frenzy unit and they like roll crap or you make a bunch of word save you didn't want to. <laughs> and then they wouldn't be able to overrun because you just crumbled. Yeah. But they changed that now, so. I'm kind of glad they changed that back. I mean, it's more, it makes more sense. It's the principle, yeah. It's the principle of the goddamn hey. thing, John. Let's take a break. Yeah. All right.
All right, so we are fucking back on. Fortunately, this recording is not getting all shitty and clicky. <laughs> like some of our previous fucking interviews did. Ryan, you still there? I'm still here. All yeah, right, baby. You fucking even trying. Did you get some Coors Light over there or what? Actually, let's bring a little story in. So I'm actually drinking a, a rounder Belgian style pale. From oh, a real beer. From what? Blue Moon Brewing. And the reason is, I had my parents come this weekend, and my dad's got a little thing called a Costco card. <laughs> <laughs> and I must say that the hype is justified for that store, man. I bought a case of uh, Blue Moon, like a variety pack, for 20 bucks. What's that usually go for? Well, I've been going down the street about a mile away to the liquor store, and I've been buying six packs of, you know, craft beers for eight bucks. Something, yeah, you know, yeah. 40 a beer. And I go there and I'm paying under a buck. And I'm like stocking up. I got like that. <laughs> and I got a case of like the Mexican beer. So I'm actually drinking good for a while. We don't even have any goddamn Costco's out here. I don't think we even have a Sam's Club unless you drive half an hour. Mm-hmm. The most amazing thing, right when we walk in, there's a thing called the relaxation station. And it's like a, it's like a, you know, like you would get like a little floater for the lake. Yeah. It's like a, a inner tube or, yeah. or like a nerf thing. Yeah, like a inner tube that like you blow up and it's got like a headrest usually. And it just floats. <laughs> this thing is like six people can fit in it and they all have their own backrest. There's like a net in the middle that could hold a keg or a case or a cooler. You just float around. There's, there's little spots for your beers all over. <laughs> so you could buy these or you could just hop right in oh. the relaxation station in the Costco? Well, I, you could have hopped in, I think. It, it was on the floor. <laughs> it was like, you know, for display. But yeah, you buy them. It was 90 bucks. So we picked one up. We, I got a, every summer I go to northern Wisconsin up to Eagle River. Oh, we, yeah. You know, haul that sucker to blood in the sun. Yeah. We'll drag it out in the pool, man. Oh, <laughs> we'll, hey, now we're talking. <laughs> we'll get it set up in the parking lot, dude. This thing will take <laughs> up, like, the width of the pool, though. I mean, this thing is huge. <laughs> we'll start running hoses from their fucking bathtubs out, to, out the fucking window to fill this thing up in the parking lot. It'd be glorious, dude. Yeah, bring my air mattress. If, uh, air mattress fill it up for Yeah. If, like, uh, Greg and, and, and them can grill out in the parking lot, we can get a fucking little pool going. <laughs> be badass, dude, a little pool party. I feel like it's yeah. better to say you're sorry than to ask. So let's just, let's just throw it there until they tell us we can't do it anymore. Once I'm drunk and my pants come off, they're not fucking stopping the shit without the police intervention. <laughs> SWAT teams and shit. Well, I didn't say anywhere that I can pull up a thing. I didn't see that, I didn't see that in your fact, Grant. You never say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, read, I read the tournament rules twice, bro. I brought my river, and it turns out didn't ban my fucking pool. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck it, count to the three. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good time. Hope I can make it. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again now that it's been a fucking month or so. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. So you've been terrorizing people with your skull cannon, your actual skull cannon model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the one model that's been getting a lot of shit. I actually kind of like it. I mean, yeah, it's a little technologically advanced, I guess, for fantasy, <laughs> but... Uh, I don't mind it. I think it's it's got some good uh, movement with it, and it's got the guys on the back look pretty sweet. But man, those things! I don't know. 135 points. I mean, you're freaking kidding me. Uh, that's a fucking steal. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, I'm offended as a nerd <laughs> by this fucking <laughs> by this model and its points cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, it. The the rules for it. You know, you read one, you're like, oh, that's really good. Then you read another one, like, wow, that's really good, too. Then you read the next rule. It's like all these rules combined to make it like a 200-point at least model. 
And then it's yeah. 735. I mean... Well, it's the best chariot in the book. Oh, yeah. And then it's just got a cannon strapped to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, for a while I was kind of using it, you know, like a, mo- like a mobile cannon, kind of like I've seen Iron Blasters used. But after a while, like, you know... Get up in there, man. Yeah, dude. So I'll, now I, I really need another one. They're so good. And I run all corn, so I should be entitled to run two, right? Absolutely, but I. Uh, you, no, you know, he doesn't think so, but <laughs> everybody feels entitled to run two of them, regardless of whether they run all the corn or not. So. Yeah, I, I run on the flank, and then I, I, I like I said, I've been I've been kind of moving it, shoot, move, shoot, move, shoot. I it's a, such a big threat to my opponent. I, I really need to just push it forward, and when it shoots, like shoot it first turn, maybe second turn, then start charging stuff. I mean, <laughs> by that like I got hit by a cannonball with it once and failed my ward save. Took three wounds. The next turn, I charged in. Did I think six impact hits, a total of four wounds, and then I rolled three, four ups, and now it's full, fully out. <laughs> again, it's just like oh was just God. sitting there, just in disbelief at what just happened to him. What's the fucking weakness of these things? What do you guys really hate if someone's going to do it to your skill cannon? It's got it's, shit leadership. Yep. Most armies, it won't be matching the general. Or the BSB, so I won't get a reroll. Or so it'll be like maybe so a like spirit leech. Spirit leech would be a problem. How Hitting many it in the, does it have? Four or five? Four. Four. Okay. Hitting it in the flank, the creature still gets to fight back. Which is awesome. I mean, but yeah, fuckers. But I mean, still, if you beat it, it's leadership seven yeah. with no reroll. Yeah, that's that's taking wounds. Just, just you beat it by one, you're probably you probably done one or two wounds. You roll an eight, it's gone. You know. So. Nah. I suppose. Uh, uh, just gotta come up on the flanks. Don't let it charge. Yep. Don't let your chaff get charged by it. <laughs> it's a great target for um, searing doom. A lot of people have been running metal. Like even like a like I played Jake Murphy a lot, and he you know he's got a level one metal. The best armor save I got in my army at a three plus. Yeah. Yeah. For my Nurgle stuff, that's the only target of the army. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you just told me that plague drones have a six plus. I mean, right there, boom. <laughs> Punish those plague drones. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good target for that. And like I said, the casket, I can usually only save my dice for one spell, but a lot of times my opponent will just six dice that to my four dice, and I can't dispel it and picks my skull cannon and 3d6. I, you know, like, the average is an 11, and he's dead. So. All right, so I need to start playing Tomb Kings is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're just amazing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, otherwise, cannons are super accurate in this edition, and it's... I kind of wonder if in ninth edition's cannons will use Bliss's skill. Because then this would probably be appropriately priced. <laughs> if you had to roll the hit. Yeah. Okay. Wait. No, it's Blissa Skill 5. <laughs> <laughs> they thought of everything. What the fuck? Blood letters are Blissa Skill 5. Get these motherfuckers bows, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are Blissa Skill Gerald 5. Horn. Ballistic Skill 7. Ooh, that'd be badass. Yeah, give me some shooting. Like, why isn't it for under Blissa Skill 5? All the blood letters, yeah. It's for all those throwing axes they're planning on making <laughs> in the next book. <laughs> they're they're dude, shit. But they're going to be ranged weapons, too. You can throw them and they come right back to them. Or they just pop it up yeah. back out of their body. At this point, why fucking not? If we're gonna get stupid with it. <laughs> so have you been? Have you played any games with the Soul Grinder? Yeah, I've been actually trying to get as much practice as I can. I haven't played a lot with it, but um, what, what 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 setup do you use? So originally, when I first took it, I just I basically just took him as is corn just to keep the theme. Mm-hmm. As an aside, like that's one thing that I really love about this book is I can I literally can have an entire army of corn with Furies and my Soul Grinder now. Like. You can that's, that's, that's really yeah. cool because I used to bring Furies and they weren't corn. But anyway, yeah. So I ran him with uh, just you know his regular claw. Basically, I used like a grape shot cannon. Yeah, I just right. worthless almost. Soul Grinders only BS three. Yeah, so unfortunately, you, 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 you couldn't add a bloodletter on there. 
command the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Riding on his shoulder. Situational. I mean, if you're not gonna, if you don't need to march, you know, my, you might throw it out there, but mm-hmm. primarily I was using him as like I'd get him matched up on uh, strength five, uh, like a, you know, like a corn unit with halberds or yeah, you know, tough seven. Uh, so they, they're still wanting kind on of the magic to try to isolate that unit and kind of tie it up with my demon prince around. Is you know, his leadership nine for his is an inevitable check and six moves. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how I was using him. Actually, for for blood in the sun, I'm using him with the strength five flamethrower. Yeah, I think awesome. that's, that's the one you want. Yeah, so I got him. He's corn with that flamethrower. So I think he's like 310 or 305 points. And man, that strength five flamethrower, it works just like a salamander. And we all know how nasty salamanders <laughs> can be at strength three. So yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. I think with you, you don't take him with that. I think you can catch some people out because he's move eight. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anybody's going to ask how fast he moves. And that, just looking at it, you're going to assume it's kind of slow, like move five or six or something. And then, boom, you can pop forward 16 inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, if you, if you, were, yeah, if you, weren't, you didn't want to shoot your flamethrower, you pop up 16, and then you got the free pivot. So all of a sudden, you're in, staring down their flank or something, and they got a you know big yeah. toughness, seven, strength six, strength seven on the charge for me. That's The one drawback for this guy is he's only got four attacks at weapon skill three. Yeah, <laughs> quite shit. Really, but he still gets a thunderstomp. He gets a thunderstomp if you get into the right matchup. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd move him up sixteen, so like his one corner is in front of whatever your enemy's big bad unit. <laughs> so when they when they charge, they they charge. They only get like one guy in there. Yep. <laughs> Just the corner. I'm using like the exalted yeah. slanish chariot strategy. Just got to get that corner in, <laughs> and you get all the attacks. Yeah. Well, that's gonna go well. The second round of combat when they combat <laughs> reform the full horde in there. Uh, that's when you, you prop your furies right in front of it, so there's, they can't move over. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing to avoid with them is definitely the poison. I play, you know, I'm uh. playing, <laughs> playing vampires, and I I moved up and strength five breath weapon the ghouls took out quite a bit of them, and then blocked them up with the furies so I could shoot them again. I basically, and then I charged that unit and just wiped it out. So I was like, I don't want to fight poison with this guy. But I mean, then I got I got charged by like black knights, and the guy took like one wound. Oh wow! I mean, he, he just, I mean, they were strength six on the charge. I mean, they hitting on fours, but yeah, it was, I mean, he just sat there, you know, and the, the, the luckily the vampire didn't have like the ogre blade or anything. So he was only strength five. Mm-hmm. So do you have a painted bloodthirster? I do not. Or are you using a demon prince? Is that why you're using a demon prince? Yeah, I've been, or, I've only taken the bloodthirster once and that was to uh, screw city because I didn't have enough models to get to 3000 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I fought that guy at screw city. Yeah, you, chat, you, that was very <laughs> strategic of you in that situation that, one of my few moments of fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was uh, that was the one turn I brought the bloodthirster. I have a conversion started with the uh, Hall of Shit Plastic Demon Prince model. <laughs> but again, that's that's a model I think it's, it's pretty cool. And I was gonna convert him up, like kind of hanging off like the big. Uh, my army has a lot of the arcane ruins set in it, and so I was gonna actually mm-hmm. use the big like all uh, tra- trapezoid type piece in that set. And I was gonna it's really tall. I was gonna have him kind of like hanging on a chain off of it. Um, so I, I still want to do that eventually, but you know, with the high elves, I think I'm gonna once this tournament's over, I think I'm gonna switch back to them for a while. Cause I've been playing mm-hmm. this corn army since Wapaka two years ago. So yeah, I can't blame you. <laughs> if you're gonna run a prince, I think yeah, uh, is it no brainer to go to a bloodthirster over a prince if you have the painted model? Uh, What's your opinion? Is there any reason you take a prince over a bloodthirster? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, you get an extra wound, an extra toughness, extra attacks, extra, I think, weapon skill from bloodthirster. Yep. 
Wait, the toughness and the wounds is the big thing there. Yep. What's the points difference? Uh, it's 150. Oh, that's a lot. But you got to pay. If you want your demon prince to fly, that's 40 points. If you want to give him chaos armor, that's another 20. Yep. These fucking birds. I got to yeah, close this window. When you look at it, I think you need to look at it from a, yeah, when you have those two upgrades. Because the, the, the bloodthirster comes with heavy armor and an MR2. Uh, yeah, I noticed he was downgraded from chaos armor. To heavy armor. Oh, what the, what the fuck? What downgraded. Well, he used to have a three plus armor, but you think at least he would have chaos armor. Well, he used to have a three plus armor because he had that fifteen point gift. He used mm-hmm. to have heavy armor in the book, like net, normal. But he's like the only thing in the book that has heavy armor now. <laughs> like a demon prince can't even take heavy armor. He just he just goes straight to chaos armor. Yeah. It's like why why can't the bloodthirster get chaos armor? <laughs> yeah. He does come with two hand weapons, so he's got an ex- two extra attacks, extra toughness. Move. Oh, that might, that might be new. I don't, I don't know if I noticed that. But, Axe, hand weapon, whip, additional hand. Oh, yeah, so he's got seven attacks. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's fucking lame. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, when you look at it, you're like, okay, you Demon Prince to fly. You give the Demon Prince chaos armor, and now you're looking at an 80-point difference for yeah. the extra wound, extra toughness, extra weapon skill, extra initiative. Two extra attacks. The MR2, yeah. you know, it's, I think... I think it's I think it's probably worth it to go to the bloodthirster. Uh, then you got you got the option to go two fifty point gifts as well. That yep. two plus armor save, you know, or two cracks at that. Yep. So so uh, here's a question. So if you take this bloodthirster and you give him the, a gift and you take a magic weapon with the with the rules the way they are, do you see lose that extra additional hand weapon attack? Yes. Yeah, I think so. you can't use a magic weapon and a hand weapon uh, together unless they're like a, they have the real paired weapons or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. So overall, as far as the demons, a little bit of a downgrade. Uh, or yeah, I mean, I've seen. I, I one thing I do is I, I kind of I record like almost every game I play, just kind of because it's fun and I see my record. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took note when I switched to the Alcorn in the new book. And I think I'm, you know, I used to be like win three out of every four, and now it's like I'm about fifty fifty. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, maybe I'm just getting worse. I don't know. Or I'm playing better people with that new magic thing. So I don't ever get to, you know, I don't ever cast any magic. But I also now I always have to roll for it. And yeah. <laughs> honestly, the majority of it is actually good. Good, but I'd still probably just choose not to roll on it because when I roll that four and all my word saves are sixes, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's just brutal. Like I, you know, you make a bunch of charges, you get into big combats, and like, okay, this combat could go either way. And all of a sudden, you got six plus armor word save, and it just it just goes downhill from there. Or like I played a game in a Death Con, and I was playing a heavy shooty high elf list with a couple level two lore of light, and mm-hmm. he gets first turn, he shoots, fine, whatever. I move up, my magic phase, I roll the four, I get a six plus word save against all of these strength three bow shots. <laughs> Instead of you know losing, you know, yeah, even one like third twice of the as many guys. Yeah, I lose twice as many guys. So all my units are starting to get really whittled down. He casts the uh, lore of light spell on my demon prince, and normally. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, he does five wounds. You know, I'm saving two or, uh, you know, four wounds. I'm saving one or two. Six plus ward save, I didn't save a single one. (laughs) You know, like one spell, like one D6 spell. You know, and like, oh, it's just, it it just, that's like the worst roll. And I think (laughs) even if I can get, you know, 11s or 12s or 10s or even one of the ones that can damage my partner, you know, my opponent, I think I'd still rather just not roll it just to save that. Yeah, I agree. Ideally, you'll be in a position where hopefully it won't matter. But, you know, at that point, it doesn't matter if you get an extra ward save or 
get to attack the unit, but the detriment <laughs> of a two, three, and four looms quite large. Right. Yeah. I mean, you get you. Yeah. Like you said, you put yourself in a situation four plus ward save. Yeah, it helps a little bit, but you're still probably going to win, right? If you get mm-hmm. that six plus ward save, all of a sudden, what you thought was you know you were going to win by two or three in combat or four even, all of a sudden now you're losing by three when you can't. Yeah. Any, you know, you're not making any your saves. Or I think in uh, another game, I rolled the four plus ward save against dwarves. Pop me with a cannon with my on uh, my skull cannon first turn. No, second turn, because I had to hide behind a building the first turn. And I roll a five for my ward save. Normally would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Dead. And <laughs> rolled four, and I'm dead. It's just, those, are the, those are the worst. It's like, you make the save, and you're like, wait, no, I didn't get it. <laughs> but overall, like that, that chart's so much fun to roll on, though. Like, scary, yeah. but it's a ton of fun. <laughs> it's pretty amusing. as another layer to the demons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, overall, I think the book is a lot of fun. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. I got some complaints from a corn perspective, but overall, like, I do, I do really enjoy the game. I think, I think from a tactical perspective, running all corn, you know, I, I did, I was able to pretty much just push it over forward and just fight. You know, I did have the furies to kind of try to get the right matchups, but now it's even more important for me to get those charges, which makes me, you know, really have to you think a little bit more when I'm playing, be a lot more tactical in positioning. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah. So maybe we can talk a little bit. What new models did you get for the high house? What's the first thing? Um, you, well, you're gonna put together the first thing I the first things I bought were the Shadow Warrior box or the Sisters box and then the Lore Master mm-hmm. and the Flying Chariot. Those are the first three I bought. Um, after proxying the Frost Art, that's my next purchase. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that thing is oh my god, that thing is so awesome. <laughs> I, have you guys had a chance to play it yet? Oh. So, I, this case in point, like I'm playing Murphy and his Dark Elves, and he, he runs a, a unit of 10 Cold One Knight, the BSB in there with the Hydra Banner, so plus one attack in first round of combat. And mm-hmm. I charged the Frost Heart um, and a Noble and a Griffin into a Hydra, and was actually able to beat it without it actually gets a swing, but then all of a sudden I'm sitting there giving his cold one, you know, bust a, a big charge. So I overran with the the frost art, you know, I was like, I'd rather sacrifice that than sacrifice my noble on a griffin. So he, I, I run that up, it's about six inches away from him. The entire time I'm like, okay, the, that'll die, but then I'll get to charge on his cold one nights with, you know, stuff, like I moved it accordingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he charges in, strength six on the charge with all, you know, I mean, he's put on a ton of attacks. But then all of a sudden, now he's ASL, so I go to go first. <laughs> so I actually pop three of them. Uh, when he charged me, I pop three of them before they get to attack, so that, you know, he only lost three attacks because they were in the back rank. But he throws 12 attacks with hitting on fours, re-rollable. Then he's only gets rolled to strength five because of the negative one for Blizzard. Uh-huh. He's wounding me on fives, and he puts down three wounds, and then I save two of them with my ward save. Does one wound on the charge. Like, here I think I'm thinking, is this going to get obliterated? Uh-huh. <laughs> And it just sticks. It just sticks that whole unit. So then I, I'm able to get, you know, my Griffin on the charge in. And the thing, I mean, the thing was just amazing. It just held them up, like, the entire the entire game until I whittled them all the way down. <laughs> I got to buy one. I got to get one ready to go. Awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to see see what you do with that new stuff. Yep. And I that Flying Chariot, I, I've actually been running it with the Bolt Thrower in every game I've played it with. And basically the way I've been using it as, is it's just a mobile Bolt Thrower that flies to the flank of armor saves. Mm-hmm. Like I played an Empire player, I got uh, into the flank of some demigriffs, um, hit the first one, it had already taken a wound, so all I needed was a three or higher to kill it, got it, went to the next one, wounding on a four, wounds, does D3 wounds, kills it, so I killed two with one, you know, 
Wolf Thrower's got something. And, uh, you know, you, and you can still, you can always send it in. It's got, like, two crewmen with the Bolt Thrower with Strength 4, rolling D6, Strength 5. Like, so, and that's only 120 points. So, mm-hmm. that's not a bad choice. No. Found. That's awesome. So, but yeah, the, then the Lore Master was the other thing I bought. And that guy, I'm not, I'm not 100% on him yet. It's pretty <laughs> awesome to have all those spells, but, you know, you're only getting plus two to cast. You know, you might, you, when I've ran him, I've had another caster that's been casting. And the one thing that's kind of cool is you have all, you know, you have, you have Searing Doom, Yasma, Spirit Leech on Leadership 9. Like, it gives you so many options. I think it, yeah. I think I maybe need to just to play, play with him with the Book of Hoeth for the, uh, the reroll, a die every time I cast a spell, just to make sure I can get more spells off. Yeah, I think I'd probably start with just that Lore Master by him. You know, just with that book and see, go from there and see, yep. see what magic you get off and what you might need to change. But cool. That'll be awesome to see, see what you can do with that. Looking forward to probably, are you going to go to the North Star? I am. I'm locked in a North Star. I'll be bringing the high elves. Kind of, awesome. I'm kind of working on a new, um, new army, new paint scheme, but I'm not sure if I'll have them done by then. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll have to be unveiled at Wapaka. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, excellent. Oh. <laughs> Got to bring the big guns, the Wapaka. No, I right. think Mike Hengel is going to win it this year, or next year with fucking orcs, he claims. So <laughs> win best overall? Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> no, there's probably no bother. You know, he might as well not even put in the effort because he's already, he's yeah, already going to take it. Yeah, so. you're right. I'll probably just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat yeah. with us, buddy. Yeah, no problem. I always, I always enjoy talking to you guys. It's always a great time. Looking forward Looking to forward the uh, month. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll see you at bets. Yep. Johnny, Beastman again or what? Yeah, but double level four, man. Ooh, trying something. It's a different world now. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beast and Death. It, I did it at the last tournament you know, up in Wausau here, and it fucking worked out really well. And it was a lot of fun, so... Nice. Good time there. Uh, you used to run that B-Sword, and he was kind of just kind of there to give the extra pit for leadership, right? Yeah, typically that's how it started. And then over the last, like, maybe six or eight months, I actually gave him a fucking four-plus ward and all that. But after trying the double level four, man, it's so much fucking better and gives you so many more options. Makes the list actually fun to play for me again. So you, so. you still run some level twos or level one? Yeah, uh, I got two level ones and two level fours. Nice. And a giant fucking shard of the Herdstone. <laughs> <laughs> this giant, this Herdstone is six by six. <laughs> it's a f- fucking real beast. <laughs> is there, is there um, any rules on how big or small that needs to be? Uh, doesn't say. There's no, like, consensus. So it's fucking whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, like, 14. It's the one I usually put on the back of my army display boards. It's, like, probably 14 inches tall. <laughs> the base is probably about 5 inches across. It's fucking pretty big. <laughs> but versus that cat turd I used to use. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to see the demons, though, Raj. You know, the pictures. Oh, yeah. I'm sure just don't do it justice, so... <laughs> Getting you ready gotta, to unleash him on the stage. In the works? What's that? You got a display board in the works? Yeah, I got to get it started. <laughs> we were just talking about that during the intro to this cast. He's uh, He hasn't started yet. <laughs> <laughs> got to figure it out. Not totally sure what I'm going to do. I was but... say, you got a plan at least? Mm-hmm. I've got the shape. <laughs> hey, it's a start. Waiting for the chaos guys to come in. <laughs> Add some stalagmites <laughs> for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send you a dream. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Ryan. If you guys ever talk aisles, let me know. Uh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, take All care, right. Ryan. Yep, thanks, buddy. buddy. Yep, see yep. Later.
All right, so that was fucking Ryan Nickel, the fucking manliest and handsomeliest for the last couple of years, mustache bearing motherfucker. The unstoppable. Yeah. Someone, some handsome motherfucker, need to slap a Warhammer army in that guy's hands and have him. We'll hire like a Chippendale dancer, to come up, we'll just give him a Warhammer army just to give Nickel a run for his money. Nice. The mustache contest. Yeah, it's nice to get some fucking interviews in with no miserable goddamn clicks all oh, over yeah. them. I'll tell you that. Totally Shit. Yeah. One time that happened. <laughs> I got a listener feedback note. Oh, really? A couple, actually. But one is I got black dice in again and a bunch oh, more red ones, no too. Shit. So we had actually run out of red and black. And I got, I think, like 120 more black ones made. And now there's like maybe 40 left. <laughs> as soon as the fucking word goes out that they're in, man, they get scooped up really quick. But other than that, I got this fucking random in the fucking P.O. box that I have on the website, just like a random brown envelope with Chinese writing all over it. <laughs> the only thing I could read on there is like point hammered care of Johnny Hastings at my address. Uh, yeah. And that was it. And it was like kind of thick and weird. I'm like, what the fuck's in here, man? So I crack her open and there's three of these condoms. The brand is Jizbon. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little picture on there of a condom wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Sweet. And it says intense ribs pleasure on there. Yeah, you can have that one. I already s- mailed out the other two to people who bought dice. <laughs> so I can pass the joke along. But so I get like all this Asian writing on these kind of those might actually fit you, Raj. <laughs> little fucking brown sausage slipping on there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the diameter is a little less. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> you got to wonder about the craftsmanship as well. Yeah, yeah. If you use that, there's like an 80% chance of failure. And if you consider male trickery, there's like a 55% chance. But anyways, it ended up being from a guy named Kellen, uh, who's living over, over in China now, and like sent in a fucking nice donation and a fucking like sweet letter and some rubbers. So now fucking use that last one to pound Roger's ass. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Kellen. Just fucking appreciate it. Added some uh, entertainment to my day. So cool, man. Uh, you want to talk about Raj? Podge? Yeah. This year's Raj Podge. I think it's been mentioned in passing. It is July 27th. I think I already missed the deadline for getting in on the money, didn't I? Have. Now I might as well not even show up. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, no, fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> if Winger brings his hookah again, I'm just going to sit out front smoking that fucking hookah all day. <laughs> yeah. So got a bunch of guys sign up already, but the bonus VP deadline is passed. Yeah. And I kind of let that one go uh, before letting people know, just so those who are paying attention would get the little bonus there. <laughs> but yeah. you're by no means out of the running. Last year's winner won it by a fair margin. Yeah. As I recall. I think I'd, I can't recall who me. the winner was. <laughs> was this bald bastard over here? <laughs> I think I skipped a lot of those things last year just because I never think about shit. I'm kind of lazy and super busy, but yeah, who needs those fucking lame points? All you need is ogres, bro. <laughs> yeah. This year's Raj Podge is a team tournament. Once again, you bring a 1,000-point army. Keeping it at 1K, huh? Yeah. Don't bother with the BSB. It's not fucking allowed under the rules. <laughs> The horde rule is not in effect either. Okay. So you can't. You can bring a horde, uh, but you just don't get that third rank of attacks. Just because a lot of Adepticon armies involve a horde <laughs> and then one or two other units in the thousand point yeah. contingent. So trying to reward those kind of units. Yeah. This year's theme picked by Baron B. Jones, the bear, is <laughs> fucking WrestleMania, dude. So there'll be bonus points for. Dressing up for the theme or what? Ah, uh, well, you have to meet. 
you have to participate in the theme contest. Oh. And the bear is the ultimate arbiter of who participates in the contest. So you could dress up. That would be the easiest. You could smack a chair into Johnny Hastings. <laughs> if you want to get shot. The table. <laughs> I will be armed at this event, as it is in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, you can maybe carry an urn. And do your pole bear. My undertaker. Will <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, so there's quite a few different options of how you can try to get that theme point. But it's all victory point based as always. So if you sign up by the special deadline, you got 250 bonus VPs going in. If you get your list in by June 27th, you get your bonus VPs. If you participate in the theme contest, it's 250 VPs, I believe. And then bring in prizes as always are just bits that people bring. So anybody who's coming will bring four ounces of bits. And then usually the prizes are you give a pound of bits to the guy in first, a pound of bits to the the next guy. So that's kind of how we roll. It's real casual, laid back. (laughs) One cool thing this year, and it'll probably save some headache for meal, is the way the matchups are going to be done. So not totally sure in the first round, there might be some kind of bidding where you can put in a couple bucks and you get to pick who your partner is if you Uh. want. (laughs) So it's probably going to be something like that to start with. But in the following rounds, the way it's going to work is you take the top four guys with points and then they just huddle up. Whoever has the most points gets to pick his partner out of the three remaining guys. And then the rule is you can't pick if you're partnered with a person once, you can't pick them again. But you could, if somebody picks somebody else, you could inadvertently be picked, but you can't voluntarily be on the same team okay. with the other guys. So that'll make it easy for um, meals doing the pairings and the scorings and, and in between the rounds again. <laughs> so that'll be easy on him. And then, yeah, there'll be some kind of bidding at the start. Don't quite have it figured out if it'll be done ahead of time. Probably just to make it quicker or something like that. But, um, yeah, so you get to, if you get the most VPs, you have the advantage there, being able to pick pick your partner. <laughs> All right, so if I get on top again early, I can just fucking ride yeah, that bitch. Yeah, you get bitch. on top early, you get to <laughs> fucking ride. But this one will be the Watchtower scenario is the first one. Okay. So, and this year, the teams will score their victory points together. And then whatever you lose personally will be subtracted from the total. Okay. So if as a team you guys kill 2,000 victory points worth of models and I lost 500 worth of my contingent, I'm going to score 1,500. Okay. Now, if we're on the team or on the same team and you lost like all of your contingent or something, like 1,000 points, you'll just score 1,000. Okay. So that'll add some variation into the scores because I think last year both team members used the same. Yeah, it was. And then on top of that, the watchtower will be going first. Whoever holds the watchtower at the beginning will get like an extra 700 victory points or something like that. So, So that should give quite a few different variations okay and then second scenario is tag team one that's kind of the same as last year and then for the last scenario it's only what you kill you get the victory points for okay and then like if you're chasing down a fleeing unit or something it's whoever touches it last so like if both of you if you charge a unit that's fleeing and it runs and then i charge it and it runs off the board, I get the points because I was the last person to try to touch it. Okay. So in that game, if there's ever a question about the order of things, you know, there might be some conflict among the team members over who gets to charge what and stuff like that. So you'll just roll a D6 
and whoever rolls highest gets to decide. Okay. Order of thing. So that was kind of like last year where the last game was you're on the same team, but you're kind of <laughs> not totally working together. <laughs> yeah. You might offer your team member some monetary compensation to exit the watchtower. I believe one Andy Natsky <laughs> fucked me over on that. <laughs> and I've ever since I've thought he's a real dick, and I still won the tournament. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. But he did screw me over on that because he's like, I'm getting in there. I'm not coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I could win this. <laughs> yeah. And then, as always, we got the luck of the Raj rolls. But these are different than the previous years. Oh, yeah. Where previous years, you put in your money, and so it's like a dollar, a dice roll. You can re-roll anything you want. Yeah. But then the oppo- opponent could just match it with a dollar. And cancel it. You know, it. just cancel it. Just put in as much money as you to cancel it. So the first year, it kind of worked pretty well. People are all into it. But then people quickly figured out that you don't bother trying to re-roll because it's just going to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, um, you're going to be able to re-roll three things only. So you can only re-roll three things during the course of the game. So you only get three re-rolls total. Well, you get three chances to re-roll so you could okay. use it for a six dice spell you know you have to roll all the dice you could use it for a leadership test you could use it for your to hit rolls or on something or you know something like that you get three opportunities okay so it's not just three dice it's three three opportunities but your opponent can only block one of them okay. so that'll add some a tactical element well do you waste your block on this this roll <laughs> Or you, you think it's going to save it for something else or something like that. So Now, do you think we're not going to raise as much money uh, for the Wapak or I think then? we're going to raise more money yeah. this way. Okay. You probably get some big spenders, some, some corporation owners, <laughs> some building entrepreneurs. Some limited liability companies. Spending a little less, but I think you get everybody else spending <laughs> a little more. So, um, yeah. So that is up. This information is all available on the Wapaka website. Well, There's a special be. section that has been added and well, will be available. That will eventually be added. <laughs> I had a deal with the Bear to update the Wapaka website. I did not have a deal with the Raj uh, to update the Raj Podge website. BTW mouthpiece. <laughs> well, my deal was Wapaka, so uh, I'll get part to of it. the Wapaka website. You want to edit this cast? I guarantee it's done by the end of the weekend. <laughs> I need to get it up so I can post it on forums. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get to it. <laughs> It'll all be available on the Wapaka website. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> all right. Keep going. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Should be exciting. It's always a blast. And then we stay up until like five in the morning, smoking and drinking outside the hotel because it's the only time in Wisconsin. You can fucking sit outside and smoke and drink. So it's yeah. going to be fucking glorious. And if I win it again, it'll be doubly glorious. Have you yet to win a Raj Podge, Raj? No, you know if I win, because then I won't have to hold the tournament anymore. <laughs> <laughs> One year I will be the birthday champion. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life. We could all just throw it for you if it makes you feel that good, you know. <laughs> no. So, all, like, I think I sort of mentioned it, but all proceeds, any money raised, We'll go towards the Wallpacker raffle to bring some bros out here yep. who That's win that. Pretty so. much all of the money comes from. So yeah, some from the raffle, some from most from this. So. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about contact. And I think we're almost ready to wrap yep. it up. You fucking get us at pointhammered at gmail If you want to send in an email, like I said, there's all colors of dice are available for the moment. You can uh, send an email in though. Make sure that you get on the list if you want them. Otherwise, they might all be fucking purchased up. We got red white and black if you want to get a bear cares in 
601-TRY-HPBV. That's 601-879-4728. That's not the Bears' personal number, though. No, but on that note, (laughs) since even though... See, when you set these casts up, I don't ever remember to invite the Bears. So since you set this one up, I feel like it was your duty to invite him. But since he's not here, we'll still give out the second number in his personal phone number. (laughs) And the second number is one. Seven one. <laughs> so if the bear doesn't show up for several more podcasts, you all will be able to call him on his personal <laughs> line and inform him of your displeasure. What else do we got? You can look us up on Facebook if you want to be a fucking jag off. Fuck Facebook. Don't fucking like us on there. Fucking eat my asshole if you do. Actually, I'm almost out of stickers, and I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get any more. I think it's only taken. Nobody's ever bought any. Three years. Whenever people order dice, I give them away, or I bring them to tournaments okay. and just give them away. So I don't think anybody... Maybe there's been like three or four of them sold, but it turns out stickers are a fucking <laughs> bad buy. Those you got to purchase with the intention of giving away, people. New shirts! I know that sounded on? pretty excited, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's really been no movement other than a conversation between J.M. Rogers over here and I. We do have a fucking solid idea, and what are we waiting on on that? Am I going to draw it up? Is Golki going to draw it up? Where's that at? I got to fucking... I got to... Mm. I think at the end of each cast, we talk about it after the cast, and then don't think about it until the end of the next recording (laughs) when the topic comes up. Well, now that we have a plan... uh, uh, Bear's our shirt guy. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to toss this one back in his court. <laughs> We're not really going to tell him, though. Well, we'll talk about it again. We'll try and get some forward momentum. I'll even contact my graphics guy who finally came through with all my logos for the client site yeah. I was working on after well, I broke his balls. Okay, so, yeah, we've got the idea, so maybe it'll be easier for him to do stuff. Yeah. Basically what we tell him. Other than that, we got the forum, pointhammer.com slash forum, and the blog, youmagnificentbastards.com. Mm-hmm. Been a lot of action there since you made everybody post two times a month to stay active. <laughs> and since we brought Stand on all up. the bros, who we got Relian. Lord Barian. Yeah, Ryan Nickel, Nebrolian, Ruins, all kinds of motherfuckers really, on there yeah. now. I seen the bear dropped off. A couple of people have dropped off. <laughs> yeah, he swears he'll start posting again once he gets his new computer or tablet uh, or something. Yeah, he doesn't have a computer. Well, he better get a computer because that motherfucker's taking his turn editing podcasts. He's about 20 episodes behind on yeah. editing. <laughs> if he wants to fucking be on a podcast, he can fucking start editing a podcast. God damn it. <laughs> All right, I think we're done. Yeah. Soon really fizzled out. Suck him. Suck my dog. Darling, it's so dark in this house, this light, my slow candle burning, and I know you're somewhere, I
kind of lonesome The saint of the sinners The voice of the dogs You find in the rain So I just keep working I just keep driving Kind of chili you were eating there. Some Amy's vegetarian chili. That's why I had to eat that cheddar worst with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fucking balance out that vegetable bullshit. <laughs> 